Oh, spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. The right. end. We're done. That's our show. Thanks for coming. <laughs> All right. What is going on? The horror movie Avengers are back. Oh, look at the badass up at the top right there. That's right from the Crow Night Watch. Woo-hoo. That's right. Kyle Wong has returned back. Up, everybody. Stronger, faster than ever. That's right. He's back. He's back to kick ass, take names. He's on fire. That's right. Welcome back, Hiya. man. Thank Glad you for having me back. back, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got Derek, Flick, Snacks, and Nick Knacks up in the house. What's going on, brother? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Thank you for having me again. All right. That's right. Always, always. And Joel Valley for Media Glitch. Joel. Right. Yeah, man. I'm like in the middle. I'm like the head Brady in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> X. I'm gonna start singing X. now. X. That's right. Hollywood got... Squares. X. Eric. <laughs> Three, three, one. E Rock is back. Eric. Welcome back, my friend. Love the headphones. Well, uh, the DJs know that I'm a I'm a bunny guy, so I decided <laughs> to uh, <laughs> to represent today. That's right. That's right. Nice. And the Asian movie enthusiast, Eric, in the house. Oh yeah, that's right. And the tag team champions from the from the Metal Tavern podcast for horror, representing horror and metal, which is what we love here on the channel as well. DJ Neko and Anubis. Hey, I got my new shirt. Oh shit! Well, hold on, we gonna we gonna blow it up. That's blow right. Blow it up. Let's blow it up. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's it's, awesome. It's a it's a little see through, and the one that I had before was a V neck, but this is more like a flash. <laughs> <laughs> This is more like a flash dance t-shirt. Love it so, though. Thank you so I much. Represent no joke. Mine see through too. <laughs> so is mine. Yeah. <laughs> so Army is now it's a growing. Uh, looking looking badass. That's right. And Tony of the Dead, Mr. Tony. Welcome back, my friend. That's right. The horror movie Avengers are here. But who else is here watching? Is the movie Dojo Army here? Yes, they are. Let's see who's watching here. Jake Hall in the house. Omniblast. Severio. Millennial Yoda. Jad in the house. That's right. Oh, live from VA202. Sure. All right. <laughs> in the house. Who else we got here? Lee's Sexy. in the house. What's going on? RNK. Movie Marcus. Patty in the house. Evelina. John Martinez. Oh shit, they're trickling in. We got Goji in the house. And wow. Show, and the Shogun. That's right. Woo. Can't wait to get into this a we little got bit. A group. That's right. We are today talking about two of the greatest horror classics, horror remake classics of all time. And as and as much as we love the horror genre, let's be honest. It's it's the horror remakes, eh, they're more they're more miss than hit. I mean, let's be honest. But when they get it right. And when it's yeah, awesome, right. we got to celebrate it. That's right. Yeah. And I should have put the blob on here. <laughs> I just not thought about it. That would have been awesome from the yeah. 80s. That would have been awesome, too. But uh, we'll, we'll save the blob for a future versus, definitely. You need to. Uh, before we get into it here, let, uh, let's kick it off here. We, you know, Both of these uh, movies feature some of the greatest uh, creature effects and practical effects mm-hmm. you know, that still hold up today. They still look Absolutely. great. So let's kick it off a little bit. From the FX maestro himself and his thoughts on the movies, Joe Castro. Hey, everyone. Joe Castro here. And uh, I've been asked to give my two cents about uh, 
John Carpenter's remake of The Thing versus David Cronenberg's remake of The Fly. And, you know, I'm not going to be able to pick between one or the other because both of them were major influences in my career and in my life. Uh, John Carpenter's remake of The Thing I saw in 1982 on VHS. Uh, and uh, that is the film that I bonded with my father over. And um, I was 12 years old and we rented it from the video store. This is uh, when uh, VHS uh, was first available on the retail market, uh, the uh, video players. And... Um, we watched John Carpenter's remake of The Thing three times in a row in one day when we rented it. We loved it so much. And uh, the first time, me and my father watched it and we loved it. And then my father invited all of his brothers over to watch it with us the second time. And then the rest of the family on both my mother and father's side came over and watched it the third time that night. Uh, we must have had like at least 25, 30 people in our living room watching it the third time. It was great. Uh, and then, you know, I saw David Cronenberg's remake of The Thing in the movie theater uh, when it was released. And uh, that movie was a big, huge influence in my career. Uh, the special effects were amazing and over the top. And uh, in fact, uh, Chris Wallace, the man that was responsible for those special effects, is one of my friends here on Facebook. And uh, he still does amazing things today and influences so many people all over the world with his art. So I can't pick between the two. They're both amazing. And I'm so happy that people are still talking about them today and enjoying them. Yeah, that's right. Shout out to Joel Castro. I know he didn't want he didn't want to vote, but uh, it was cool that he kind of anyway. kind of sounded like he did vote, vote though. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I thought yeah. yeah. He pulled a necko. <laughs> but yeah shout out to joe for uh, sending the video to the channel that guy's awesome and very talented so shout out to mr castro all right i'm gonna kick it off here we got a huge panel uh shout out to lewis lecker from nerd report he couldn't make it it's all good brother we get you on the on the flip side we'll get you on the next one but yeah i'm gonna try to make it short and sweet to get everybody a chance to talk all right here we go let's set the scene let's get into it ain't nothing to it but to do it <laughs> all right i got a lot of stuff in here <laughs> i gotta scroll <laughs> all the way up all right here we go mm -hmm. oh shit all right here we go the thing 1982 directed by the legend himself john carpenter plot synopsis a research team in antarctica is hunted by a shape-shifting alien that assumes the appearance of its victims also starring Kurt Russell, Keith David, Wilford Brimley, that's right, and many others. Very talented cast. And man, I will never forget the first time I saw the thing. I was I was completely blown away by it. And it, it, it just blew my mind when I found out later. I did some uh, research on it, and I found out later. I was like, this movie bombed? Like, what? <laughs> really? Badly. And it's just funny how uh, movies find their audience now. And now it's heralded as one of the greatest horror flicks of all time. And I'm so happy that now it gets the respect it's deserved. You know, it deserves. Uh, but what I love about this movie is very atmospheric, man. There's something about the cold. I don't know what it is. That whole <coughs> setting just mm. amplifies the terror. You know, and I love the whole suspense building. That's right. Oh, Tony's sporting a hat there. He, yeah, there you go. <laughs> you got another Kurt Russell up in here. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I just really love the suspense building. I love the who 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 do you trust? Who can you trust? 
You know, I, I love that about the film. And uh, effects are phenomenal. They still hold up today. And I'm, I'm stunned that this was actually considered a low-budget movie when I found that out. I was like, what? Because <laughs> so, the effects are so good uh, for their time. But uh, great effects, great performances, uh, just overall a phenomenal movie. And enough of my yakking. Uh, let's go ahead and pass it over uh, to Derek. Hold on one second, Derek. One more thing. Uh, really quick, I love, I absolutely love the ambiguous ending. And it's Great still ending. debated to this day. Since 1982, people are still talking about and debating which one of them, if they're, you know, the the alien or not is inside them, which one is it? And they're still debating of this day. They're still like, well, if you look at Kurt Russell's eye there, <laughs> it kind of shines for a second. I mean, he's got to be the alien, you know, or they're both fine. Either way, they're fucked. But I love how people yeah. are still talking about it. Uh, I love how people are still talking about it uh, to this day. And, and, and I, 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 this, this was not written in the script. This was a Kurt Russell, Kurt Russell, Kurt Russell. Line. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> badass Kurt Russell line. Nobody wrote this for him to say. That's just Kurt Russell being a badass. <laughs> uh, I feel like that's the shot that almost hurt him. Oh wow! <laughs> Too, he almost got hurt during that shot. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh wow! Oh, wow! Uh, yeah, I love this movie. It's five stars. Uh, now, uh, Derek, the thing. All right, man. Well, I could mirror a lot of the things that you said because some of the top things on my notes are how atmospheric it is and how much I love the mystery of it. I mean, that's literally the first two things I have. Uh, it's, I think, what brings a lot of charm to this movie and maybe what turned a lot of people off in that time, the mixture of the practical effects and the gore along with a complex story that's a kind of ahead of its time. You either did one or the other, you know, up until John Carpenter <laughs> pretty much, or, you know, David Cronenberg, those two, both of these guys. Um, you know, I think that there's really good acting from Kurt Russell and Keith David, but a lot of the supporting cast was pretty weak to me. Uh, only taking away from scenes every now and then though, uh, where it seems like they almost forgot their line for a second and then they say it. And they kind of just kept it in there. You know, there was like, I don't know, just some weird spacing and things like that. But in my Not opinion, windows, this is, though. no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. The windows. Um, in my opinion, this is still one of the scariest movies ever made, though, uh, especially if you watch it in a dark room or even add to that during the winter or, you know, anything like that. If you add to the atmosphere of this already oh, yeah. atmospheric movie it becomes terrifying, even, you know, just watching it by yourself today. Uh, the dog ball and the head on the noodle, uh, forever ingrained into my head. Uh, <laughs> just great practical effects that are, I don't know how they hold up so good, but it seems like that's kind of a theme in cinema where a lot of times the lower budget movies are producing the more realistic and better or effects in the movies. You know, despite the CGI and the progression of that, they're always trying to do something, you know, bigger and better with that when sometimes it's just better to stay simple, you know, keep it, keep it practical, it, it, you know, at least most of the time. Uh, this was a great soundtrack, but it was actually nominated for a Razzie. Oh, wow. uh, the soundtrack? The soundtrack to the thing was nominated for a Razzie the year That's it came out. Hilarious. That's how big of a bomb this movie was. Ennio Morricone. Yeah. The Italian yes. John Williams got a it's Razzie. Just a fantastic. Really? Really, that's fine. Yeah, I don't think he won it. Won it, you know, thankfully, but he was definitely nominated. Uh, I, I think there were Razzies back then. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know when they started, but I was reading that yesterday. I was like, that's I cannot believe that. You know, I was looking up the soundtrack for that, and that was one of the first articles that popped up was how it was nominated for a Razzie. I was like, you're kidding me. Um, and the only other problem I would say that I had with it was that even though it's a stressful, stressful situation, a lot of the decisions made bother me. And the more I watch it, the more kind of frustrated I get with some of that. And but it's it's like you said, a five out of five movie, uh, one of the most rewatchable movies of all time because of the mystery of it and being able to catch things that they intentionally throw in there throughout the movie to hint at different things or throw you off. And they do a really great job of it. And when you break this movie down, it's even better. But yeah, five out of five movie. Uh, very few things that I don't like about it. It's great. Right. <laughs> One of the scariest and best horror movies of all time. All right, copy that. It's funny you brought up the 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 um, the score of getting a Razzie. That's really hilarious. Uh, but um, another thing I forgot to mention was the score because it's it's funny because you have the Italian John Williams, <laughs> Ennio doing a really atmospheric, low key score. It was a really great score that fit the movie and the setting, but it sounds like a John Carpenter score. Yeah, it's fun. It's so bizarre to me. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> I, I literally thought it was John Carpenter. I really yeah. Did. See that it's high so pitched shrieking of like it's that so keyboard weird. sound. That yeah. but yeah, yeah, great score. All right, Kyle. I definitely remember watching this film on TV on a on TBS channel when I was in middle school, and I was staying up, and I just had to watch the rest of it because of like they're chasing this dog, and I'm wondering, okay, what's going on here, and then. When the dog starts splitting apart, that's when I was like, that poor dog. But at the same time, oh, shit. And then the first thing they say to Keith Davis, Mac wants a flavor. Mac wants a what? Mac wants a flavor. Get it right now. I'm just like, okay, shit's getting serious. They're getting the flamethrower. And from then on, you don't know who is actually like infected or anything else. Even when they have that one moment of the blood test, you're sitting there wondering if Kurt Russell is wrong until Palmer's blood just screeches out and exactly that part. And you're like, oh God. And then he just, and Palmer Wee. just breaks breaks out and then even kills Nalls like with his Venus flytrap head. And then even Norris, like the chest opening up from the defibrillator scene. That is that's always going to be ingrained in my mind from watching this film and just how the practical effects in this whole film, no matter how many remasters or anything else, the perfect lighting of everything hides the fact compared to the shitty prequel. God damn it. Um, <laughs> just, just how like this film was really well put together. And on top of that, like the ambiguous ending between Keith David and Kurt Russell that you don't know who's either, even though this kind of answered it. <laughs> this video game right here kind of mm. answered it, but that was a great game, actually. It was a great game, and <laughs> I will say, like, I'll never play it again because it is it captures the film itself, too. I forgot I got it too, right here. Yeah, there yeah. Was yeah. <laughs> I, I think I have it in the other room. That's awesome. I was like, dude. oh man, I need to buy that. And I was like, yeah. I don't still have mine. I wish I did. All, all I can say is this film still is like it holds up and it sucks that everyone went and saw E.T. <laughs> <laughs> than yeah. this. But 
Granted, I was <laughs> the other alien too. movie. Yeah, but I would say the only negative side is mostly from my end was the fact that the dog ended up being like, like just an imposter, just opening up and then infecting everyone. And no, other than that, like everyone had talk, just were the the paranoia between every character and just not knowing until it happens. And especially like how we're all talking about the score now, since I rewatched it again, just to be ready. And I just saw music by Inizio Arikoman. And I was like, fuck, was I wrong the whole time? (laughs) What was my mind? But yeah, if I had to talk about a horror film, that's one of my favorites. It's always going to be the thing. Nice. Nice. Copy that. All right. E-Rock. Well, um, if John Carpenter decided to start a cult, I probably would join. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So um, one thing I always found badass about this movie, and I didn't know for the longest time, was it's part of a trilogy. Uh, It's part of like, I think he called it like the apocalyptic something trilogy. Something like that, yeah. And yeah, and I'm a big trilogy person, so that was, you know, connecting the movies is pretty cool. Um, my brother's named after Kurt Russell, so this was a huge movie in our house. Oh, wow. Uh, it actually has my, like, I think the, the debate between myself with both of these movies is the creative part of, like, just both directors and cinematographers what just everything about like the thing has one of the most my most favorite scenes in it which is the frozen suicide like that's like where like the blood is frozen and it's just the man's frozen but you could tell like you know it was yeah self-inflicted a little dark but (laughs) i know um kind of like what everyone's been saying i really dig the Agatha Christie vibe of it, like the, you know, what's going on and, you know, you piece together as it goes along, but then it's like, okay, well now this is, we got the answer to this, but this is coming next and we don't know what's going on. Um, And I'm a big fan of the coloring uh, and the style, like the blue and the red together in the, you know, the flares in the winter. uh, I mean, it's yeah, it's one oh, of the best. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> By far, like if not just horror movies, I think it's one of my favorite movies. Period. Mm-hmm. Uh, very difficult for me. So fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, done. oh man! All right, we're gonna vote right now. Let's get to it. No, <laughs> Uh, hold on, we got a quick uh, super chat before we go to Joel here uh, from Bo. Thanks again, Bo, for the super chat. He goes, where on the panel is uh, will we rate this movie on uh, Kurt Russell's Ooh. favorite movie list? It, I think for everyone here, uh, I think it, it would be on top ten mm-hmm. for Kurt Russell. Yeah. Top ten, top five. Top two. It's not top two. two. There you go. Yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. top I'd two. Say, I'd say Snake. top five. Snake Plissken yeah. yeah. and this probably for me. Yeah, yeah. I like I like Escape from New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, Mine's yeah, big, yeah. Trouble. big Trouble. Big Trouble. Yes! China. Okay. Big Trouble in China. I'm, like, I'm a huge, <laughs> I'm a huge fan of Soldier. I love Soldier. Soldier's I don't care good. That's up there. That might be like number two. Oh, that's it. Kurt Russell panel. That's Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt versus Next Kurt. week on Verse Russell. Kurt Russell versus Kurt Russell. I think, I think uh, you know, after what E-Rock said, I think we're already in the John Carpenter cult. <laughs> I think we've secretly joined. All right, Joel, go for it. My yes! Friend. Overboard. Overboard. Kurt Russell, there you go. Yeah. Where's Santa Claus, man? Come on. Okay. The first one's good at least. The first so one. the thing, oh my goodness. I don't know. Like it's amazing to me. It's it's five star movie. It's uh creepy creepy atmosphere. Um, this part where he lets out like when you've seen that the first time, you're like, Oh my gosh, what a, what a, what are we getting into? You know? Um and to, and you know, I I actually like the two note score that goes throughout the movie. I, I, I really like it. Um, I think it's interesting because Kurt Russell and the first part of the movie isn't like, this isn't a Kurt Russell movie. It's, you know, there's all kinds of people. And then later it becomes like a Kurt Russell movie, you know? Um, and, you know, he's just, he's, he's awesome. I don't know. It probably would like, wouldn't get made today. I don't think, um, one because there's no there's not one woman one you know female in this cast so yeah. um that's one thing that i that I, I i find interesting still to this day uh i love the practical effects uh just top of the line you got you we're reverse we got versus two movies that are in my mind the best in practical effects mm -hmm. you know what i mean i mean i i even think like <laughs> i love american werewolf in london but there's just that one scene right like where these two movies are the whole movie is amazing practical effects mm -hmm. so i can't it, it, like american werewolf in london doesn't even fall in the same category it's so hard you know i think actually cinema uh like the cinematography i i like better than the fly like this this is better than the fly i think like the colors the the the, the tone um it just man it, oh my gosh like oh. it's and it's and it's you know it's it's got that claustrophobic feel because i love that there's a storm coming it's cold it's you know you're trapped in there with them and they did such a good job making you feel that way and then you know right away breaking there's there's kind of like two no do not do two no-nos you do don't do in cinema one is kill a dog or kill a baby and uh the, they do the first one right away and they do it well they do it so well and then they're killing all the dogs and it's like they're squirting stuff all over the place and, and uh it's just so like you're either gonna you know right then and there what kind of a movie you're gonna get into and they set the tone right away and it delivers all throughout the mystery, the blood scene is very well done. It's so well done to where you're like, oh my gosh. All right, here we go. The next guy testing it, you know? Oh yeah. And then <laughs> yeah, great shot. And then and then not only is it like you're all stressed out at that scene already, now you're tied to the monster. <laughs> so they, they up the ante, they keep up in the ante. And that's what I love about this movie. It's just so well done, you know. That's where Windows gets it. But like yeah. um <laughs> Oh man, so it's like the, the facts, everything well done. I don't know what else I can say because I don't want to, you know, talk too much. You know, it's all great. right, it's awesome. you hate it, <laughs> but there was an alternate ending shot. I'll write that one down. Uh, the fly one, 
<laughs> What's that? No. He's teasing you. Well said, Joel. Well said. All right, uh, Eric. I'd like to start with a with a quote from a critic. John Carpenter was never meant to direct science fiction horror movies. He's better, <laughs> he's better suited to direct traffic accidents, train wrecks, and public floggings. <laughs> what? Oh my goodness. What's the name on that? Do you have the name from that? Mr. Alan yeah. Spencer. Uh, Alan we'll Spencer. find him. And, uh, well, and he feels like an ass. Yeah. You mentioned the Morricone score, right? So obviously nominated for a Razzie. And I read that he had unused music. <laughs> that was composed for the thing, incorporated it into his score for The Hateful Eight and won an Oscar for it. Wow. How about that for irony? (laughs) Yeah. And then uh, a few other facts, of course. We can't forget that this opened the same day as Blade Runner in uh, 1982. And then Nick Nolte turned down the lead role of the film, which uh, you know, may have been to our benefit. I don't know. <laughs> and some of the creature work I've read. Yeah, could you imagine Nick Nolte doing that one? Yeah, fuck <laughs> yeah, <Carol. laughs> Who, did that? Also, Who did that? Who did that? That was awesome. That some of the creature was work was actually done by Stan Winston. Because mm. Rob Botton was so overwhelmed that he had Stan do some of the work in the dog cage. Oh, nice. Effects. Oh, that's cool. So I was kind of surprised when I read that. That's awesome. So, yeah, I mean, this is, uh, I think, you know, if I were even to make a top 10 just favorite actors, I think Kirk Russell would make my list. Yeah. It seems like every time I see this guy, I just really like him. He always elevates the film and, and makes it better. Uh, I'm a big fan of, of films set during snowy winter months and uh, snowy locations. Uh, I don't know, maybe because they're they're less common than other, other weather uh, events, but it just gives you that icy feel. You're like isolated out in the middle of nowhere. Oh. And uh, I like the, I like the feel of this type of a film set uh, in the snow. And then I, you know, obviously everybody complains about that scene early on with Kurt Russell short circuiting the computer. Cause he's pissed <laughs> off. Yeah. I, I just find it as a, it's some nice little uh, bits of black humor in there. You know, it doesn't really make much sense because they probably could have used the computer at some point. Uh, it was a chess computer, but I'm sure they could have used it for other things, right? Mm. But uh, and also, uh, I'm a fan of Jalo films, and J and B Scotch is uh, highly showcased in this film, which I got kick <laughs> out of. And you know, when you, when we talk about this is part of like an apocalypse trilogy, I almost kind of lose sight of that when I'm watching the film because I'm so in the moment with these characters. But they say at one point, like the. Uh, the entire world population would be assimilated within like 27,000 hours, which would be like three years time. So really it is kind of like uh, they're fighting for like this cataclysmic, uh, you know, event that could transpire if they fail to kill this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on in this special effects, obviously phenomenal. You know, this is probably my favorite showcasing of special effects ever. And uh yeah, the, the paranoia is definitely very high in this. So it kind of has like that that uh, violent horror type stuff, and it has the classical suspense stuff together, which really kind of makes it special. So, yeah, I, I, I love this flick. Nice. It's like you said, when they they didn't want it to get out, he at the end they're sitting there and he's like, What's what are we gonna do now? And he you know, how do we how are we gonna get out of this? And he's like, I don't know if we should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like let's just both die here. Yep. <laughs> Yep. And this is also uh, for that critic earlier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Agreed. 
Well, I heard like Ebert didn't hated the movie and trashed it as well. Mm-hmm. Not and, surprised. Uh, yeah, it's funny because I remember watching. I always thought chess people were really really smart. I remember when I watched the opening scene, that scene, and I thought, oh, he's going to outsmart, you know, the monster. That's why they're showing him playing chess, and then he loses, and he just dumps it. I was like, okay, we got it. I guess that's <laughs> you cheating, bitch. Showing you that's reason, how you're not going to win. For some reason, that scene really bothers people. It's like, I don't know why. I just laughed at it the first the time I saw it. Yeah. I was like, this guy's crazy. He just said, fuck this. I'm out, you know. <laughs> you know, so they're out there. Who knows how long they've been out there? You know, they're a little fucking wired. Yeah. You know, I, I can totally like... relate to it, though, being a sailor, because there have been times where they're like, you're only going to be gone 45 days and you're gone four months. And you're like, I want to die on this ship. I'm going to jump off of the ship right now. I was supposed to be home October 15th. It's December the 12th. Yeah. It gets insane yeah. out there, so I can get the isolation like big time. I, I bet you can. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, the I, I get it if it kind of bugs some people because I gotta use the computer. <laughs> but to have that ruin the movie for you, <laughs> I think they're, think, I they're about thinking that. about a computer today. We're talking yeah. about a computer in the 80s, it's like, a Commodore 54. You know what I mean? Right? Like, people complain about. I, this is the first I'm hearing that people complain about. It. Yeah, I, man. I didn't know like, this is like a. This ruined the film. I'm like, it, oh it, my it, god! It took two hours to get that one pixel of a woman for the. Two hours. That is why everyone's so pissed off. Oh my oh god. god! All right, Tony. Well, the thing. Um, yeah, it's a it's a really good movie. <laughs> We've all been saying um, great effects. Um, and now, technically, could we could we count the the uh, the chess machine? Uh, can we count that as a woman? <laughs> yeah, she was speaking in like a female voice. So yeah. he's a cheating bitch. <laughs> yeah. So Kurt Russell killed the only woman on board. Which I do find that part funny too, but like I also think to myself, like back then, like that's got to be expensive. It's their entertainment. <laughs> no wonder they go stir crazy. But whatever. Um, no, like Kurt Russell. I don't understand his hat in the movie. <laughs> like if you're if you're the, you know in like one of the coldest climates, wouldn't you pick something different? You know, um, the dog. Nobody can. Thankfully, nobody can can shoot anybody in this. It must be the same people that hired to, to shoot Michael Myers in Halloween Kills. Oh my god! <laughs> like, which I just finally saw last night, by the way. And well, there's that. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I always, I always really like the effects. I think that even though, like, you know, I, I love practical effects, and you can see that, you know, you know, it's fake. What does it for me is the sound of the the hissingness of like where the dog splits. <laughs> It's like freaky. It's like holy shit, yeah. and the dogs are all freaking out. They're getting shit splurted at them and everything, <laughs> and and like it's like, oh shit, what's gonna happen? It's like, are these dogs okay? It's like, no, they're not okay. No, no, no. <laughs> and and the, and the one trick that I, I I always forget who's who sometimes in this. Some of them are obvious, but the guy that took out, uh, care of the dogs, how he wasn't one of them. Clark. Yeah, blew yeah. my mind. I was like, oh shit, that's right. He's not. He was like the fucking weirdest one. But I think if this were to really happen, I, I would be the I would be the uh Bromley guy. I would be uh, what's his first name? 
Uh, what Brimley? Yeah, well, Brimley, Brimley, not Brown. Quaker Oats guy. Yeah. I, I would be him. Like, I'm, I'm okay now. I want to come back inside. You understand? I want to come back inside. I'm okay now. now hey, where are you going? Watch Clark. Watch Clark. You know, like that's I, pretty I, good. I that's pretty good, me. Tony. Yeah. Thank you. That Nick Nolte impression was impressive. I've had time to practice. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a good movie. Not much I could say else that everybody hasn't, but, uh, yeah, I, I enjoy it every time I watch it and I watched it on the arrow version. Ooh, this nice. Time. Nice. Finally, had, finally like had a reason to watch it. Not that I don't, but like, you know, yeah, got a lot of stuff, <laughs> but yeah, uh, That's great. great movie. Great movie. All right. Copy that. All right. Tag team champions. Nubis. Yeah, you guys cover a lot of ground that I totally agree with. Um, Derek, I think, pointed out something with the relationship between the characters from Kurt Russell and David Keith. Like, it's not just the ending. It's also the entire film. Like, there's this tension between the both of them. And uh, at the end, it's kind of like they've kind of worked things out to the point that, like, yeah, we're just too tired. I'm not – if you're going to do something, you would have already done it's it. It's like an acceptance. Yeah. Right. Uh Great suspense and atmosphere. Uh, one thing that I sometimes do, I'll watch a lot of reaction videos to this first time watching the thing from people on YouTube. And uh, one thing they always point out is how claustrophobic it feels because of where they're at. Uh, they can't just go and escape. Like once uh, Brimley's character like destroys the helicopter and the radio, it's like they ain't going nowhere for a while. So grab a Snickers or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, John Carpenter is brilliant, obviously. Uh, one of the scenes, I forgot, I think it was Joel that brought it up, was when they're tied to the chairs and Palmer's going nuts. Right. After all that chaos, uh, the guy in the middle who's like lead of security, he's got the funniest line to me. He's like, yeah, I know you guys have been through a lot. And if you don't mind, I don't want to spend the rest of the time tied to this fucking chair. <laughs> 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 I love at the beginning the line that I like is when Kurt Russell is like, I don't know what that thing is, but it's weird and pissed off. Like oh, he was <laughs> Clark, who Clark, obviously sorry. loves his dog but has no sense of urgency. He's like just walking, like Droopy the dog, you know, like, hey, what's going on there? Uh yeah, the ending's great because it really does leave it to the imagination of like, are they infected? Are they not? Uh, I've always come with the belief that they're not, but, you know, it just depends on who you are. And uh, I go back and forth between which scene I like the most. It's either the one with Norris and, you know, the the, the to the chest or it's the dog scene. And the dog scene, I don't know how they do it, man, but it's so affected with the emotions of it. I know. I get sad when I watch it. It's a dog scene for me, 100%. Yeah. One particular thing is the shooting the dog that's caught, yeah. and he's you know he's killing him. Like, it's so real, it's like yeah. crazy. Uh, but yeah, it, it's a great movie. Uh, top five horror for me, easily, easily. I mean, I love Kurt Russell. I love very disgusting things. So this kind of combines both of my loves, something disgusting and Kurt Russell. But I would say we, we were... Is that like Kurt Russell in like chocolate covered fudge or something? That would want? be excellent. Thank you. Um, 
but I, I honestly, we watched it this week again, and we watch it quite a bit. I never realized how often we watch it so much. It's almost like a background movie for us because we enjoy this movie so much that um, we kind of like like the the like one liners and the vernacular kind of like seep into our daily lives. The weird and pissed off thing we say a lot all <laughs> all the time. But for me. It was kind of what everyone is saying. I was like, this is kind of like Clue, but disgusting. And I, I mean, I love it. Like we were, we talk about the, the effects and it's just gross and there's stuff being ripped apart and blood and seeping. And I absolutely love the effects. That's a big thing for me. And again, with the dogs. Oh my God. The funny I, thing is the effects haven't aged at all like it's so much better than what we see today yes. it's sad it's yeah. like really sad i feel I like agree. it's an art form and it really is it's <clears throat> an art form because they take it into sculpting and i mean I've, I've watched a lot of behind the scene things on different movies that they show how hard these effects people work just to get the proper motions before they even build anything it'll be just like okay we're using sticks and we just need to get the right angles and can we operate this and you can tell that they put a lot of care and thought into what was going on with the effects copy that but but you know Kurt Russell destroying the computer ruined the whole movie for you, right? <laughs> <laughs> I actually just read the voice was Adrian Barbeau. Oh, wow. That's that Cover is awesome. Got another super chat here from Brad. Thank you, super chatting from Braden. Thank you, Brad. Thank you so much. In the script, their storage was full of chess computers. Oh, it was not his first. Also, he had to blow up. He had a blow up doll named Esperanza. He That's wanted to be in Mexico. Awesome. Wow! <laughs> Thank you, Brad. That I did not know that. Look at that. Look that at just that. makes him more of a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's killing all their entertainment. <laughs> he probably right. brought them all. <laughs> Have you guys ever seen the um? When you know the stop motion that they did for the the end of the for the thing monster that they cut, you should oh, check no, it out. No, it's you probably, probably on our you write that down. Does it look bad? Yeah, that's why I got cut. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh. they spent a lot of time, but it just didn't it didn't blend well with. I mean, there is some yeah. stop motion you can see it there, um, yeah. but with the tentacles like grabbing. Yeah, them. right. Um, yeah, but like, there's a, a whole scene, you know, uh, that oh, they wow. use and they cut that. Probably a good thing, then. Yeah. Wow, I, didn't, I did not know that. All right, let's move on here. 1986 now. The Fly. All right. Directed by another legend, David Cronenberg, starring Jeff Goldblum, Gina Davis, and John Getz. Maybe we should just call him The the Goldblum. <laughs> the Goldblum. The Bluminator. The Bloom. Uh, yeah, The Bloom. <laughs> Plot synopsis. A brilliant but eccentric scientist begins to transform into a giant man slash fly hybrid after one of his experiments goes horribly wrong. Oh, man. Buzz, buzz. Yeah. <laughs> buzz, buzz. Uh, yeah. Oh, with this movie, man, uh, when I ended up watching this for the first time, you know, it's funny. It's funny because... Some younglings today would be like, "What's the big deal about Jeff Goldblum?" Oh, I'm just like, just watch the fly, okay? <laughs> just watch the fly. 
and then and then get back to me, all right? Because this movie put him on the map, and he was phenomenal in this film. I mean, not just acting wise and being eccentric, but physical performances as well. You know, he was great in this movie, and he had great chemistry with Gina Davis. You know, they had a great yeah. little love interest there. You know, it worked. You know, there was nothing too awkward. Uh, but you know, before before we got the shot, you know, the the Bluminator shot from Jurassic Park, you know, everybody had to contend with the flaky steak uh, from this movie <laughs> for the ladies. That's right. I'm okay with that. She's okay with that. Yeah, for the ladies. Uh, but yeah, man, just a great story. And you know, I actually like the original too. The original's fun. I enjoyed the I enjoyed the original as well. But this one, man, it's just like. It's just a great story with great effects, and you kind of feel bad, you know, for the guy. You know, it's just kind of like it's not one of those. I'm an evil scientist, you know. It's not one of those things. You know, he had a purpose. You know, he did want to be famous a little bit, but you you, you kind of feel bad for the guy at some point because he's not an asshole. <laughs> he gets weird at some parts. You know, he when he you know the more. He transforms the more crazier he gets but you kind of feel it's kind of a tragedy story a little bit too you know what i mean but yeah it just goes wrong but this is my, my one of my favorite parts in the movie right here yes <laughs> i love this shit, he just grabs the girl and goes oh my god i love shit like this i was like he's a badass i love key, I love key this point guy. don't arm wrestle jeff goldblum yeah don't never do no don't do it uh but yeah look at this guy Look at this guy right here. Look at him. <laughs> I mean, come on. He is the fly. This is Rundle fly. Yeah. Rundle fly. Love the facts, man. Everything just works perfectly in this. It's a lot of fun moments and crazy moments when it gets crazy. Uh, but yeah, phenomenal movie. One of the greatest, in my opinion, horror remakes of all time. Enough of my yakking. Flicks. All right, man. <laughs> oh, okay. So. Like you said, people that don't understand Jeff Goldblum, maybe they're already too far gone before you recommend this movie because he is a treasure. One of my favorite <laughs> actors of all time. Uh, and, and exactly what you said with the romance of him and Gina Davis in this movie, it's great. Uh, it works perfectly. Their chemistry is great. But not only that, the story's written perfectly around those two characters. And it's probably my fa- at least my favorite Gina Davis performance, if not my favorite Jeff Goldblum performance, too. But um, it's after all these years, this movie still holds a special uniqueness in terms of like if I'm going to after all these years, if I'm going to watch a movie like The Thing at the time, I had to watch The Thing. But now I, there's maybe a couple a handful of movies I can go back, fall on the watch that kind of have that same vibe. But if I want to watch something like The Fly, I have to go back to this movie and watch The Fly. So I really like the uniqueness in it um, and the monkey. Uh, you talk about dogs, and I love dogs, but you want to talk about, like, our cousin, our, you know, our, the closest we can get, that that monkey. I just I love him and the way he vents to that monkey in that scene. Uh, it's just, I don't know, something about that sells the performance and the way he's able to just kind of be there with just that monkey and still kind of give this really good dialogue. I like that. Um, doing the gymnastics in his apartment. When he started doing that, I started cracking up. And I think that was the in- intent there too, though. It's There's something comedic about it. And I just, I don't know. There's something about the, the comedy in this movie. 
that works for me until the final act when it kind of starts getting really serious or maybe halfway through uh, the practical effects. Like you said, these two movies, the reason this is such a great versus is because of the practical effects, the ear. Oh my God. And there's something else that falls off of his that's in a jar later, but uh-huh. I'm not going to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he keeps it in uh, his medicine cabinet. Yeah. I love that too. He starts getting these like, these. this is me. Brendel fly now. Um, another great soundtrack uh, from Howard Shore this time. Yeah. Um, it, as far as like negative things I have to say about this movie, there's not a lot. Um, especially because of the material it's adapted from. I think they did it as perfectly as they possibly could have. Um, I think one of the things I could complain about is John Getz. Uh, I think he plays a great character throughout this entire movie until it's, it's time for the action. And then there it's terrible. There's faces made. There's, he's not making much noise. He's just like, and he's looking at him all like, Ooh, I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't really work for me. So I guess the action at the end kind of kind of slows this one down a little bit, but the practical effects make up for it. It's such a catch-22 type of thing. They did what they could for the time with the people they had. I think it's a great movie with not a lot that I can say bad about it because of when it was made and comparing it to other things that could even be close to it from that time period. I think it stands so far above them. I, I, I don't really have anything bad to say about the fly. Nice. Nice. And uh, I forgot to mention the biggest, what the fuck moment in the movie <laughs> that kind of caught me off guard. And you know, which one I'm talking about. Oh. I knew what I was, was coming like, and it still got me. What the fuck? I mean, I'm sure everyone knows that's Cronenberg holding the maggot. Yeah. No, I I didn't know that. I didn't know that, but thank you. Yeah, that's that's, that's Cronenberg holding that maggot. Oh, that's cool. Joel's got the knowledge, man. All right, Kyle. So, I'm going to be honest, as always, I've never seen this movie in my childhood, ever. And when I jumped onto this episode, I watched it for the first time. Nice. And (laughs) all I can say is... That's cool, though. I understand like how David Cronenberg always has his style of body horror and everything else. Always understood it. And I've always seen the memes about the, this movie's end. Jeff Goldblum. We all know Jeff Goldblum is a national treasure. <laughs> this movie itself, the relationship between Jeff Goldblum and Gina Davis is really well done. It, him descending into like his crazy madness as he's slowly turning into the fly, it's really well acted to the point where he, where he finds out that Gina Davis is pregnant and he wants to make this family like all together. And then it got, gets to the point where um, like she wants to get away and then his jaw pops off and then he just turns into the friggin' fly. And I'm like, Oh God, I, <laughs> it's the, Practical and practical effects on that film is really well done, also. And like Derek said, the score is really well done. The, I think definitely the two things are the monkey, the first monkey dying, the first baboon, but but the second one is just so interactive. Even interacting with the fly before before um mm-hmm. 
Jeff Goldblum goes into it. I was just like, yeah, that that's a real baboon just interacting normally. It's pretty cool. I and, couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I was like, that that's not real. Look at yeah. him holding him. Look at him holding him. It can't yeah. be real. Yeah. <laughs> and all I can say is, I fucking hate Stathis. That character is just the worst. Like, starts off as like this freaking stalker and then ends up being her hero in the end. I was like, no. I, I wouldn't believe this. Brilliantly done. Like, <laughs> like I, I, I don't want to say I kind of cheered when like Jeff Goldblum started vomiting on his hand and then his angle just to get him away. Get him like, yeah, you're out of there. But then I will say, like, I usually like depressing endings, but this one was just really sad, especially when, like, the final final Jeff Goldblum fly just, like, sees Gina Davis and then grabs the shotgun to point it at himself. I was like, damn, that, that's harsh. But then when she does it on her own and then it cuts to black after that, I was like, I don't know how I feel about this ending. This is really depressing. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. But yeah, it's this one's gonna be a hard one to choose. Mm. All right. That's I'll my take that. on it. All right. Uh E Rock. Um, well, I I am a sucker for horrible endings. So like when I first saw it, I was like, oh, this movie's amazing. <laughs> uh <laughs> one of the oh, and just in case anyone was run, wondering my uh Yes, my brother was named after Kurt Russell. I was named after Eric Estrada, sadly. <laughs> uh, really? Wow. I was, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the chips. Uh, That's freaking yeah. awesome. <laughs> so, um, one thing I just really love about this movie is it's one of those, like, when I saw it the first time when I was a kid, I was like, this might be the only way where you know, because I was wondering, like, how could he fuse himself with a fly? Like, you know, like a werewolf, you get bitten by a wolf. A vampire, you get bitten by a, another vampire. It's like, how could you, like, become a fly? And I think, like, the creativity of, like, being fused with it in a teleportation chamber is pretty legit uh, mm -hmm. to me. Um, yeah, and kind of like what everyone's saying is the relation. I don't. I mean, I don't know how long it went afterwards where they got married. Afterwards, I don't know how what year it was when Gina Davis and uh, Jeff Goldblum married, but I'm sure this movie had shot some sparks off. Um, I don't know. I mean, I love all the David Cronenberg stuff too. Uh, Green is the color of this movie, I would say, maybe. Yes. Uh, whereas the other one was blue. Uh, difference. I, I had something I was going to say, but I kind of lost it. Uh, we'll, come, we'll come back to you. You can just okay, yeah. it later. Yeah, you can drop okay. it anytime. Mm -hmm. Joel. The fly. Okay, so... Um, <clears throat> I got it now. I got to touch on what other people say, like flicks next like not liking the ending and where it falls apart <laughs> and like one of the things i love about this movie is the ending you know we get so many hollywood endings it's just not it's ridiculous so like like i i i cheer every time i see this ending man and i would i would say 
I like I said the the thing is is uh, I think cine- the cinematography is better. Um, I think the score is better on the fly. Uh, it moves me. Howard Shore did such an amazing job um, on that, and I, I think I would even say, and I might get man, I might get crucified for what I'm about to say, but I would say the the say it. the um, the effects hold up better than the thing um, for me because you know uh, the thing that great effects, awesome, right? But I still can see a latex you know, uh, head being stretched off of the body and I can, you know what I mean? They were, they were, they're, they're awesome. They still hold up and they're great, but something about the makeup of the fly, like he won an Oscar for that makeup. You know what I mean? Like it's so well done. It's so good. And you sympathize with this character so much. Um, and, and even with the ex-boyfriend right here, (laughs) you clap because He's such a scumbag and they want you to sympathize with Jeff Goldblum as, as long as you can, as long as you can. And it takes it all the way to the end where he grabs that barrel and he puts it right here. You're, you're sympathizing with the monster, the mm-hmm. whole movie. Tell me another movie that does that. I don't know of any, um, the chemistry that we've talked about all the time. Um, that was Jeff Goldblum's girlfriend. I don't know if you know that they were they were dating. Cronenberg uh, uh, was really hesitant. He has actually wanted Linda, Linda Hamilton. I don't know if you guys knew that he oh, wanted wow. Linda, Linda Hamilton, and she didn't want to do the movie because the script was grossed her out. Is what I hear, and so she did a test and she nailed it. Like the chemistry was there; it was already there because they were dating, and then they would eventually get married. Um, and so. Um, I, I don't know, man, there's, and then I'm, I'm shocked. I honestly shocked that Jeff Goldblum didn't win an Oscar for his performance because it's so, it is the best Jeff Goldblum performance out there. Um, his little ticks, all these little things as he does, as he transforms his attitudes, his, you know, it, it is like when I watch yeah. it, I'm just blown away. I'm blown away. That's like my favorite gift to use on my streams. You know? <laughs> Um, it's gonna leave this up for the next six hours. Oh yeah, that's disgusting. <laughs> like they show the way he he eats, and it, it's a different kind of. It is a different kind of horror because you know you got the thing that's claustrophobic, but here it's like they touch like it's almost like a um like cancer. And how it eats away at the body. And it's stuff that people have to deal with. Not transforming into a fly. But if you've ever had to be- you go through that battle of someone with cancer. It's it's like a slow. You, at, the, at the end you don't even recognize them sometimes. And it, uh, It's I, affecting her too. Oh, You know oh. you see how she feels with the, the whole transformation. Because she still loves him. Exactly. That she is just, you know, it's gut wrenching to her, and she's just absolutely gutted, like seeing the person she loves go through this. Right. Yeah. Where I, I, you know, I know Flix and Snacks didn't care too much for the performances and the thing, and I really think that uh, I love the performances and the thing. What I love about here is Jeff Coldblum's like, I'll carry this whole show, man. Like, don't <laughs> worry, you know. <laughs> uh, and his performances is so awesome. I, I love the fly. I don't. Hopefully, I, I, I uh, 
it, and then some of these effects with the rotating room that they used, you know, are still look great. Still look great. That's why I say I think the effects, and and I might be cr- get crucified for it, but I do think the effects hold up better today in the fly than than the thing. I uh, attack me. I don't care. <laughs> it's all good. Here, me, it's actually it's actually a pretty fair point, actually. Yeah, because it's it's it has a nice uh, subtle effect right. to it so it's not over the top but you like are totally believing he is walking up the ceiling yeah right. and there was a lot of thought in how they were going to because i've seen a lot of de- uh, behind the scenes a lot of thought on how they were going to keep you sympathizing with jeff goldblum because there's a whole scene if you haven't seen the monkey uh baboon attack scene where he attacks jeff goldblum and he comes out and he gets on the roof and things start coming out of him check it out it's amazing and another monkey fact <laughs> I don't know if you knew this, but the monkey actually, they had a hard time with him because he was so attracted to one of the PAs on set oh. that he was always popping a boner. And they had to shoot around <laughs> that boner. And uh, it's it's on the behind the scenes of the DVD. Check it out. It's oh crazy. my god, That's hilarious. And I want to clarify, I do like the ending of this movie. I just don't oh, okay. like the the performance of John Getz more so towards the end of it. It, it kind of t- just took away from the ending a little bit. For like me, to me, yeah. I'm thinking this guy has seen some things on VHS and now a dude's barfing on his hand and his hand is <laughs> I don't know how I would react. That's I'd a good point. Like, That's a good point. <laughs> it's shock. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, well said, Eric. Yes. Yes. Another another random baboon thing that I read was that uh, it it submitted itself to Jeff Goldblum as the alpha on set. There's a Goldblum stature. It's true because so he was so built. Yeah, because he was so built. I heard that. And that, that alleviated at least some of the problems. <laughs> it's like yeah. they worked well together. So Whoa. that's why he hugged him. Like he yeah. just jumped into his arms. And I, I couldn't believe that yeah. it was a real baboon. I'm like, that's Maybe. not real. Wow. And then uh, and we're talking about double bills uh, with uh, the thing in Blade Runner. Well, this one was set up as a double bill with Aliens, which was released uh, like a month before. Oh, that's oh, right. that double bill? No. That's awesome. That is For awesome. the fly. I know. <laughs> I know, but yeah. And a few other random facts. The internet says this is true, so I believe it. Other actors <laughs> that were considered for this role. Michael Keaton declined no. it. Yeah. Mel Gibson declined no, it to do too. Lethal Weapon. Yep. And John Travolta was considered, but they passed no. over him because no, of no. Uh, a previous film that didn't make money uh, that they did with him. So oh, we, no. we, we have dodged a bullet with Travolta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. I think, wasn't he contractually, um, he did Saturday Night Fever, but he just did Staying Alive. Like, I think it was right at that time. And then he was supposed to do a third movie with that um, same, like, I forgot what, uh, director or whatever but he was uh, in a contract and he couldn't break it uh, thank good God. for us well, we almost didn't get Cronenberg because Cronenberg was attached to Total Recall yeah. that's and then, right and then that fell through and he was able to do the fly wow it's crazy how that stuff it all works just, out. Uh, yeah yeah but yeah this one uh, this one you know one thing I really noticed rewatching these the directing styles are so different like uh even in the fly, like the opening scene, it's like, bam, you're like in the middle of a conversation. Yeah. There's not really a whole lot of like, you know, like slow setup and everything. It's like, bam, 
And then Goldblum's telling Genius, like, hey, I got this thing. It's going to, like, change the world. And then the band, they're right in the, they're right in the experiment room, baby. So it doesn't waste any time, and I kind of appreciate that. I like the pacing in this. Um, yeah, the, the story, I think, it's just really kind of uh, well executed. The, uh, obviously, the, even Goldblum says the word flesh, like, a handful of times in the film. So it's like... He, they even talk about flesh in this film. So and that's a big Cronenberg uh, theme in a lot of his movies. Uh, this movie did give me kind of a recurring nightmare at times. Not all the time, but every once in a while, I'll have a nightmare about looking in the mirror and my teeth start falling out. <laughs> and oh, this gosh. movie did it to me. So that that that's not a pleasant dream when I have it. Uh, yeah, the, some of the special effects, the maggot scene was crazy. Uh, you know, Seymour is basically pulling out all of his, just pulling himself apart. Is just, uh, it's just so fantastic. And I think the humor works. You know, I, I think Goldblum's just so perfectly cast in this, with yeah, like his eccentricities and uh, and yeah, he's just great in this. And he's kind of at his best, in my opinion, when he's talking science. Yeah. Like this Jurassic Park, he was fantastic. I just need more roles with him spouting science uh, jargon. I, I kind of like it, the way he delivers that. That's a big thing with me, like when he showed his closet and he had the same outfit. Like, it's like all like, like the Einstein, genius right? scientists like, he, he's like, yeah. that. So like <laughs> what, what made me think of that was, what's his face from Facebook? He's like, yeah, I do the same thing. And I'm like, mm-hmm. You got that from the fly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only thing I'll say is that for some reason... This one, I don't watch as much as The Thing, and I'm not exactly sure why. Although I bought the, uh, you can't really see it, I bought that Fly box set, uh, Blu-ray box mm. set that came out some years ago. So this one? Was, yes, oh, that's yes. nice. So that will be on my rotation. And, and after we're done tonight, I was thinking of of checking out The Fly Part 2, which I've heard is good. a master. Oh, you've never seen it? it? I saw parts of it years ago, but I've I never got a watched dog scene in it. I haven't seen it either. I haven't seen it either. Yeah, so that's that's what I'm doing after we're done. So yeah, this is <laughs> this is a great flick. <laughs> that's what I'm doing. He went gangster right now. <laughs> Eric went gangster right now. That's what I'm doing, what I'm doing man. after we're done. All right, Tony. Okay, I had to be muted because my kids were. Ah, it's all good. Yeah, they're okay. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Of course, I love Kurt Russell, but when I have to pick between him and Jeff Goldblum, I think I go with Jeff Goldblum. Just and it's also because of the mannerisms. I I just love him. I don't know if anybody else is, but I find myself trying to talk like him after I see a movie of him in. Like I'll I'll I'll, I'll try to uh, you know even like the, the things he does in like tour. Kurt Russell. She did. Kurt, <laughs> I I can't really do a Kurt Russell impression. Like, I don't know. I can't I never tried to be honest, but like way she's like walking away and he's just like, he doesn't say anything. He just does this. And I was like, that's great. I love how he does. I just love Jeff Golden. He, uh, like he's, uh, Eric said about how him being a scientist in that he kind of has the same, um, he's kind of the same, like in the movie vibes as well with Cindy Lauper. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he's really funny in that too. And they're really good, but like, but serious at the same time. And and the thing with this one is like how he's so excited, and he shows her this, and he is like, I didn't know I was talking to a to a journalist and that, and and then like he has her follow him around, you know, writing everything down, 
and how excited he is and everything went like the synthetic taste of the steak. Like I, I never had that before, but I could kind of feel like, oh, I bet that tastes bad. You know, you kind of can taste it in your mouth like, oh, yeah. And then the way the baboon looked at the end, like, well, the first baboon anyway, transported over. It kind of looked like something from the thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I I was ready for the the baboon to rip his face off for some reason. I just I just t- the way the hair shakes when they move. I just thought he was gonna rip somebody's head off. Um, but like it was kind of how he did. You could see the alpha male on 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 set how he kind of like took him as that. Um, and also it's pretty neat too. Like you could see like in the deterioration, how he started getting the acne and all that. Mm-hmm. And all he ate was sna- like chocolate and snacks and that, which is like a fly, you know, like right, they don't exactly. really talk about his food except for while he throws it. I was going to actually do that. I was going to get milk. And when oh. we came out, I was going to go <laughs> like that, but I thought, no, nah, I'm going to get it all over the place. <laughs> but like, it was pretty, pretty disgusting. And um, it is kind of funny how they made the hero, that guy, at the end, but like I still don't like him, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And when Jeff Goldblum does that, I thought that's what I would do. It's like leave her alone. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but, and then on again, no, not just the hand where they watch you watch it melt, which is like awesome. Just the leg, and then that starts melting too, and it's like oh my god. So you imagine how much pain this guy is in, just on the ground, and then where she rips his jaw off, and and it just like splits in that it's like holy shit it looks so good too it yes. looks awesome yes. it looks yes. so good and then he merges with the telepod mm-hmm. and then he comes out and then basically yeah the shotgun like kill me please <laughs> and you could see it in his eyes too even though he's a fly you could see it in his eyes like she's like i can't do it and he's just like sad you could tell he's like oh my god um it's just and it's crazy too how like he like had all that energy, he's carrying the, his girlfriend at the time up the stairs, and then all and then the next time she sees him, like a couple weeks later, he can't even hardly walk. It's like it's just, I I love the movie, I, I really do. Um, I I think I saw the second one maybe once, but I don't remember it, and I forgot I had the box set, so I watched it on like a streaming thing or something. So I forgot oh, I you had, had it? it. Yeah, I forgot I had it. That's um, when you know you have too many DVDs. Is when you <laughs> right? That's or a not problem. Enough, or I haven't watched enough. No, but uh, yeah, it's a it's a great movie. The effects are great. Cronenberg is awesome. I haven't seen every Cronenberg movie, but everything I have seen, I liked. Um, him and Gene Davis have such a great chemistry. Like I believed they were a couple. Because um, they were. At the time, though, right? Were they? Yeah. They, yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't know that. Like, that's unbelievable. You know? Um, but you gotta say the the best couple in history of Hollywood is um, Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. I mean, right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was just great. I, I I have nothing really bad to say about it. But one thing I was gonna say about the thing, though, when they're all together and, they, and like obviously somebody's the thing and and and. The guy is like, you know, when they first set him up, before they set him on fire, why didn't they try talking to it? Like, what do you want? <laughs> why are you here? Like, What's up with you? Everybody's just like, burn it! They don't speak howl. You know? <laughs> yeah, he, well, you had to give him a chance to adapt. True, true. They don't speak howl. They don't speak... <laughs> <laughs> 
All oh, right. Nimbus. <laughs> no, you're not. Uh, I don't have a lot to add, really, because you guys all really hit on all the points. Um, but I will say I'm a big Goldblum fanboy. So uh, Tony kind of hit on a lot of things. Jeff is very versatile as an actor. And for a lot of people who actually hate The Lost World, I think Jeff actually carried that movie a lot. Mm-hmm. He, has, he has this like... Oh, yeah. He has like this subtle comedy about him that he makes these like quick one liners that are just so hilarious. Even at Independence Day, it was the same thing. Mm. Uh, the special effects are amazing in this. I kind of actually agree with Joel that they hold up a little bit better than the thing because it's not as absurd as the thing, but you know, it's just more subtle. And you got the little thing with the teeth falling out, uh, mm-hmm. the ear, and everything else. Uh, it has a very strong story, which is nice. Um, the storytelling was really good in this. And uh, really, that's that's it I can add, really. All right. Neko. So for me, Gina Davis is absolutely one of my favorite actresses, like, hands down. And I don't know if you guys knew this, but she was a Victoria's Secret model. And um, if I can show you her 1981 Victoria's Secret catalog if you'd like me to. Sure, but... <laughs> go ahead. Put that up right here. So, again, I love disgusting. I love horror movies. But honestly, neither one of these movies scared me. What's I... wrong with you? Huh? What's wrong with you? I don't know. I'm a weirdo. <laughs> but I, I only saw this one other time, and I was very young. And I never watched it again until Tuesday. We turned it on and I'm like, I remember why. And it was the throw up thing. Like, I I just, I was like, no, no, no. I don't even want to because it kind of like makes me gag. But I love disgusting things. So whatever. But for me, (laughs) that, because he was... He, we're watching the beginning and I, I'm seeing him change and then I'm like, I remember why I never watched this movie again. I know what's going to happen. So I watched it again as a 40-year-old. The last time I watched it, I might have been 15. Maybe even younger. And as an adult watching this, what I'm seeing is an insecure man who has found love with a hot woman and i know that sounds crazy but he that's the whole reason he fucked up his experiment he was insecure and upset and he fucked up his experiment and then he is trying so hard yeah and well i mean (laughs) but i mean he was trying so hard because he couldn't get past his own like face he was just so up and he did jeff goldblum made you believe how upset he was he made you believe how like you could feel it in him and he's like i'm good enough why does she want to go back to her ex-boyfriend and then all of a sudden it just spirals out of control and he realizes it's almost like you know if if i'm not saying somebody turning into a fly but if you're dating someone and you do something stupid, like call them at three in the morning and say, I saw you with that guy or whatever. Like that's kind of the equivalent. Only he decided to do his experiment while he was drunk in front of his little baboon friend. <laughs> and you see how he is just getting more and more. It's like, it went from depression to, Oh, you love me again to, Oh, we're going to have a thousand like sex scenes to now I'm deteriorating. 
And the emotion involved in the both of them, again, because they were dating, it's just like, I really felt that. I saw it and I felt it. And I'm like, it's almost like a weird, abusive relationship in reverse. Because you know what's happening and she knows he's hurting himself. And she said, why did you do that? And then he is going to her like, you're just jealous because I have all, yes, yeah, your fault. And I have all this power now and I'm cleansed. I'm like a coffee filter. I'm cleansed. So I have all this energy. You are too, you are too scared to come to the other side with me. And she's like, no, you didn't even have the baboon analyzed. I'm not comfortable with that. And he wouldn't listen to her. And, and you see what happens. So I look they at live this happily ever after. Right. <laughs> I I look at this not so I look at this not so much from a horror film because I was not scared and I love disgusting things so I you know as I get older I love more disgusting things and I watch this and it's totally disgusting and it is like an emotional like oh I don't know how to describe it like I watch and I see how everybody in this Gina Davis and Jeff Goldblum are just falling apart, not just literally falling apart, but everything about around them is falling apart. It's like, how can, yeah, how can my life get worse? And it gets worse every time. Hey, uh, the guy that plays the, the shithead in this movie, is he the same guy from Men at Work? The main villain in that? I think I'm so. Trying, I'm trying to determine I, that. I think so. Man, I didn't notice him. Darn. Well, he had a beard in wow. this one, so I'm yeah. Like, yeah. <clears throat> Copy that. Very well said. All right. It is time about that time to vote. Joel's right, getting ready. Is, everyone's, everyone's flexing. Why stretching. Uh, <laughs> I'm flexing. Time, but but first, we have a guest vid vote. We <gasps> play first. Are we going to yeah. count it? And you, you, Five, you're gonna, yeah, four, yeah, yeah. We, we always count those. Yeah. Uh, okay. Those brothers. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, it's gonna be hilarious because it's our oh boy. <laughs> it's our boy, Aaron Penn. That's Aaron! Right, Aaron Penn from Cult of Cinema. Hi there. So I am down here in the movie library to uh, put in my video vote between the fly and the thing. Now this was not easy. This was actually a, a kind of a harder decision, but. I do have a vote and I do have my reasons. Before I do that though, I want to put this in here because I missed out on last week's video. And lately I've been trying to do something called hot takes. So let's make sure he keeps this in there. I'll be watching. Um, last week you did Fright Night versus Near Dark versus The Lost Boys. And I'll be honest, it's not even close when it comes to uh, these films. Those are three good films. Well, no. There's one good film, and there's two great films. So, Near Dark is a great film. <clears throat> uh, Fright Night is the winner. It, there's no doubt about it. It combines modern-day sensibilities with the hammer aesthetics that are was, that defined uh, generations of, uh, of, like, the gothic vampire film. And Lost Boys... Is a really good film, but it's the twilight of its day. That's what Lost Boys is. It never should have won. I'm not letting it go. I'm not letting it go. Okay, between the fly and and the thing. See, on one side we have this amazing body horror 
from Cronenberg. It almost seemed like the culmination of so much of his work before that. There was so much that he that came into that film, uh, saw great acting, amazing characterization, uh, chemistry that came off the screen. It it was insanely well done, and it stuck with me. Um, Jeff Goldblum was incredible in this film. Gina Davis. Uh-oh. Then we come to John oh, Carpenter. Still going. Uh-oh. Hey, <laughs> what happened? It's Uh-oh. two parts. Oh my! Oh, it's coming. The second yeah, part's so coming. Much, hey, he's yeah, like so much to say that he had to have two parts. Then <laughs> <laughs> we come to John Carpenter's The Thing, which for many people is John Carpenter's magnum opus. It's his best film. Like Halloween is a good film. They Live again gets up there with his best work. For some people, it's The Thing. And John Carpenter has managed to take the actual, like the original story from The Thing. I think it's called Who Goes There? And uh, really cons- re- reinvent it, reconceptualize it. It's not the James Arnaz monster of the uh, original film. And the original film's a really fun film, good film. I actually recommend checking it out. But here we go. At the end of the day, between both of these films, you know, we had the culmination of Cronenberg's body horror, and we had the pretty much the the reinvention of a classic story and a classic film into something completely its own thing and completely new and due to the the just the insane casting uh, the incredible makeup effects which are are fantastic in both of these but there was something just revolutionary and something that I guess got to me on almost a uh, an, a visceral level uh, that got under my skin, so to say, uh, when I chose the winner. So, without going, without prolonging it anymore, uh, I just took my lighter just to make sure and put it under that little blood sample and chose the thing. By the way, this is the superior edition of the thing. If you ever get a chance to pick up an edition, the Arrow video edition is way better than the uh, Screen Fracture one, so pick that up. I am Aaron from the Call to Cinema, and hopefully you guys are going to have a great Halloween this weekend, and uh, be sure to, all these guys that are here, that have channels, that are doing stuff, subscribe to them. They're amazing people, even if they got last week wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Get last week wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Fright Night, baby, Fright Night. Hey, you said Friday hey, night too, right? You weren't Flint? here, man. Oh, yeah. You weren't here to battle, so that's right. No, we love Friday you. Night. I told you guys. <laughs> yeah. I told you guys, man. You just I could have edited all that shit out. Shut <laughs> up! But I respect Aaron's opinion. I would have called you out because I seen him on Facebook rant. <laughs> <laughs> so don't forget to also to subscribe to Aaron Penn as well. All right, so we got one for the thing, Derek. Who you got? Okay. Like E-Rock said, up until the minute this video started, I was like, what am I going to do? I was stressing about it more than I should have. I rewatch all the or both these once a year at least. Uh, Oh, man, I didn't know who I was going to pick until I rewatched them this last time. But to me, it comes down to the performances of Gina Davis and Jeff Goldblum and the romance of the characters. So I'm going to go with the fly. All right. All right. Kyle. So I just recently 
found this out too today that Mel Brooks was a producer, the producer of this film, and he didn't want it to be known because no one, no one should, no one would see it if it was a comedy. So it was under his production company. So having said that, like knowing that David David Cronenberg is a director, actor, screenwriter, and gynecologist in this film. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I know you had your hand in that. (laughs) (laughs) I had to bring that joke back. But if I had to bring up any film that I would watch over and over again, as much as The Fly has a depressing but good ending, I'm going to go with The Thing because I'll always watch it. All right. Copy that. All right. So. Should we all vote for the fly to piss off Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he no, voted for the thing, right? right? That's yeah, Kyle? he did. He voted for the thing. Yeah. I'm just joking. All it right. It's so weird how you phrased it. I thought you were going to say the fly and then you changed it. <laughs> I know, right? Kyle, Kyle, man. He, that was, Kyle that was, was doing that sneaky. bait and switch move right there. Right? Yep. Big time. Yep. All right. Eric, who you got? Which one? Um, all right, E Rock, who you got? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like... um, again, in, almost impossible, but uh, like one thing is because they're both they both hit like a spot for me. Like, I know there's something in Antarctica, I know I'm like one of those people, like, there's shit there, yeah. <laughs> and the thing, like, kind of like. I know there, that for I, me. There you know? are things there. I know there are things there. Yeah. I didn't say that, but I know there are things there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Beats and, some 20,000 fathoms. He's there. Yeah. And with the fly, if someone asked me to take, you know, in the near future, if we come up with teleporters and someone told me to take it, I'm like, nope, <laughs> not going to do it. <laughs> um, but the thing that changes it for me is uh, it's the dynamic of the fly and Jeff Goldblum because it reminded me of how, you know, that scene in Superman when there's no makeup, no anything. All he does is take his glasses off Christopher Reeve and he like puffs his chest out and becomes Superman, like just Mm -hmm. without really anything (laughs) like just, he's just it. That kind of reminded me of Jeff Goldblum is he could become this character even before the makeup was put on. Like, you could tell, like, his whole ability in changing how he acted was just, it's superb. So I'm going to pick the fly. Yes. Wow. I did not see that coming. Interesting. Awesome. I love it. Keeps things interesting and fresh. Joel, who you got? Well, I did pick Fright Night last week. I just wanted to throw that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and- He's and not gonna he, let that one go either. You know, it's, you know what's funny is uh, I, I had I right when we decided what we were gonna battle, I already knew my winner, right? Okay. And um, I I'm a big carpenter. Like Big Trouble in Little China is one of my favorite movies, and one of these m- movies here is on my top five of all time. And oh. uh, I, well, I love they they live too. Uh, so, um, f- but for me, there wasn't no. There was no contest of which one I love the most. And it's just, to me, it's an emotional roller coaster. I, I, I Every time, because I've lived in a lot of cities, and I always do movie night So with, with people that I meet. 
And I, this is my first one. This is the first one you watch with me, you know? And uh, I still, I saw this uh, in the theater. It's a, probably like the first horror movie that I can remember seeing. And uh, it's The Fly, 100%. Oh, without oh wow. That's why I got, I think this is the Baboon Boner version. If <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I might need a copy of that. <laughs> um, like I can watch this movie a hundred times. I never get tired of it. I never yeah. like, you know, I just, everything about it works so well. You know, and it's just the performances are outstanding. Jeff Goldblum is just, I mean, and I, I I'm a bigger fan of Kurt Russell, you know, but yeah. in this movie, there's no doubt that Jeff should have won an Oscar. Jeff should, you know what I mean? This is, this is, this is it. You know, the practical effects are great. Everything is just so awesome. I could talk, just give me, give me an hour just to talk <laughs> about this movie. Cause I gave you my watered down love for this movie. I, I wish I could just tell you everything, but you know, there's a lot of people on this. <laughs> All right, copy that. I think I think Aaron's getting nervous now. <laughs> All right, Eric. Well, I think we officially got a barn burner. I'm picking the thing. All right. Oh, getting it tied up. Okay, I see. All right, love it. I love it when it gets like this. Tony, who you got, man? When I first went into this, I was gonna watch and. and I was going to do the thing. I'm trying to do a Kurt Russell impression. It's not working. <laughs> Jack Burton. Yeah. Uh, me. I was going to pick that, but as I uh, uh, watched them and and, and, and observed, uh, I, I went with the fly. All right. Yes. All right. Here we go, baby. And I, I will say, I, it's one of the main reasons is because there's, even though there was less people in the fly, I, I liked them more and I wanted to see Good things happen to them. Well, and the, the thing, it's just I want to see who's going to turn up into the most fucked up thing. Right, right. right. But they're both right. great. Copy that. All right. Nubis. Aaron. Uh, people may have noticed when Aaron was talking that Neko like, jumped off screen. <laughs> I was Aaron, Aaron, if went. Aaron is my boy, so I was kind of on his chat earlier today, and... Uh, he saw me in there. He, he was railing about the whole Fright Night thing. So he's like, <laughs> I told her that Aaron told me on the chat. He's like, yeah, you know, Anubis, uh, Lost Boys is kind of like the early version of Twilight. And she just freaked. She just like went off screen. <laughs> so uh, I thought that was funny. I, you know, he, he cracks me up. But yeah, um, comedy, man. He's comedy. <laughs> but this movie really, uh, between both these movies are really good. And like I said, I love Goldblum a lot. Same with Russell, but Goldblum is like the great one of the greatest actors ever for me. Uh, but it's love story versus survival story, and it's predictable versus unpredictable. And when I watch The Fly, it just it's too by the numbers for me. It's great, but it's just too by the numbers. I know what's going to happen at the end, uh, so I'm going with the thing. That's All right, right. Are we, so we're still tied, right? Derek? We're tied four four. All right. Neko. So. 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 It's the Lost Boys. <laughs> Again. I am. Um, the hard part for me is because the thing is kind of like ubiquitous in this home. And, when, and it, it's one of his favorite movies. And I think like the first time I saw it was. She's going to kill me with this watch. 
I'm Do thinking. <laughs> the first time I I like saw it was with him. And again, when I was a kid, the fly just grossed me out so much that even for me, the gross person, it was a little too gross. So when we watched it two days ago, I was like, this is really gross and I love it because I'm an adult and I can love gross things. But then like my my goofy psychoanalytical mind was like, hmm. There's, this is a deeper story. There is more to this than just being gross. So after lots of thought between both movies, I am picking The Fly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Aaron's going to be so one. mad at you. So we're one <laughs> up. Getting it back for saying we're one up, right? Saying it's one the twilight up. of that generation. So it's up to me to temporarily tie it or end it. Basically, oh, right? I don't like yeah. this. I'm leaving. <laughs> uh, I know what's gonna go. If it goes to the audience, I know what's gonna win. Yeah, I, know. I know the audience. Yeah, yeah. I'm shocked yeah. the fly made it this far. <laughs> Me too. So Me too. Yes. yes. Yeah. I thought it was all gonna be a thing all around. Me too. So, I, like, I, oh I, I think, the, I think awesome. the fly surprised me so much because I had I don't want to say trauma as a kid watching it, but like I did not want to watch it ever again. <laughs> 20 or 40 years later i'm like this is really good what happened why did i hate it so yeah yeah all right samurai guys turn uh-oh uh, it's not actually that hard for me i love both movies both movies are five stars but i gotta go with the russell man i gotta go with the thing man. i gotta, I gotta do it. <laughs> I gotta do it. <laughs> Joe's like, I'm out. That's my last verses. I'm He's like, I'm two weeks in a row, I lose. I, it's okay. This there is like my no third or losers. fourth, and I've lost every time. There are no losers here on verses. Right? Me, E Rock, and Flicks and Snacks, we're going to start our own verses. <laughs> oh, and Neko, you, you can come too, Neko. You have to oh, beat you me on throw uh... me out the trash. <laughs> <laughs> You have to beat me on lone wolves before you could do that because I've been the lone wolf a few times. That's a good point. We're, we're tied still, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Wait, 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 right. Derek. Well, we know it's going to happen. Oh, yeah, because uh, Tony did I've fly too, right? Yeah. What, what, Nico? Yeah, okay, cool. What'd you say? You have the, do you have the um, tally? Yeah, 5-5. Five, 5-5. Five. <gasps> five, five. So when we have the tie, we go to the audience. It's Wait, it's tied? Oh. 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 What is wow. that shit? Dude, that's pathetic. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, there are no losers here, but today's winner tonight is... I'm honestly honest. I, I didn't think it'd be that close. That's pretty cool. You well, know, Aaron is happy I'm going to lose to a movie, All is well. as good as the thing. You did it for Aaron. You did it for Aaron. I get it. I did it for Aaron. <laughs> yeah, I get it. We don't want to see Aaron hey, upset. No losers here. We we showed love to both of these movies, <laughs> and all of you that are watching right now, you have never seen Fly. We man, both class <laughs> Joel just hacked his account and said, "Nope, you're not speaking uh-huh. anymore." Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, this is his last time we'll see him on verses. <laughs> <laughs> he dies tonight. 
Yeah. Evil dies tonight. Evil flies tonight. Evil flies tonight. Evil flies tonight. There you go. Oh my goodness. Well, you know, I, go I feel like both movies have so much about them, but I know that The Fly is a remake from the 50s, but you could still feel that kind of like mad scientisty thing inside of the 80s movie mm -hmm. so that was another thing that made me like feel i i don't know i just was blown away watching it the he he'll i was like this the whole time i'm like yes, yes. this is disgusting i love this and i'm like oh this is heartbreaking oh my god there's a baboon is this a yeah. real baboon this is not a real baboon told you it's a real baboon <laughs> it's just like it's just like our tales from the crypt creep show episode i know showed so much love for both movies but there had to be a winner just for the night just for yeah. fun stop exactly. taking it personal I know. <laughs> This one was tough. It I do take it a little personally. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I mean, I goodness. love the thing. I do. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Well, it was nice I, knowing you. You're now part of the Joel show. I'm, I'm going to go. So. I'm going to. I'm moving That's to it. California. We got a brand new so. verses coming out on Joel's channel. Stay tuned. Hey, well, this was a lot of fun. Thanks again. Hey, everybody watching, make sure you again subscribe to everybody here. Media glitch, flicks, snacks, Nick's snacks. The Asian movie enthusiast. That's right. I put Kyle's information in the description box below too, so you can keep an eye out for his future film endeavors. Oh shit, that's right. The Crow Night Watch, baby, and and many more are coming soon. Subscribe also to Mr. Tony of the Dead. Follow the Metal Tavern podcast. That's right. Follow the Tag <laughs> Champions. That's right. Subscribe to Aaron Penn. That's right. And subscribe to 331 E Rock Sun. Get the shredding. Get to shredding, right? You need your shredding fix. <laughs> Y'all know where you need to go. And uh, again, I love the bunny ears, brother. I love Thank the bunny ears. <laughs> yeah. You got to play your right. So you guys have a great <laughs> Halloween weekend. Enjoy the candy. That's right. Grill the Halloweenies. Get the hot dogs out there. Have some fun. Watch horror movies all weekend. That's right. Enjoy it. And next week's versus, I don't know. I don't know. This is the last horror versus for October. We can do horror anytime, uh, but we'll see. We'll see what next week is going to be. Is it going to be martial arts? Is it going to be action? Is it going to be sci-fi? Well, we'll know. know it'll be another sci-fi loser for Joel. So, <laughs> oh, we all know I won't be on this one. <laughs> Joel's like. <laughs> he's done <laughs> alright guys so stay tuned for that and uh, we'll see you badasses soon again uh, we might go see Antlers this weekend Ooh, and uh, yes. stay tuned for an Antlers review uh, what is it the last night in Soho whatever the fuck That's yeah, yeah. those are the two next ones I've got too yeah Antlers, two good movies it's, I just want to see Antlers Hopefully last night in Soho is okay, but I'm not in a rush to see it. But Antlers, let's go. Let's go. You better go see yeah. it. All right, guys. Take care. Watch horror movies. See you badasses next time. I have nothing to say. <laughs> Can't see me. <laughs> <laughs>